to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm so excited to be live here from the COL Global Studios. And in this wonderful year of doctrine and life, I'm excited to take you through a very special teaching series over the next few weeks. Now, here's what I want you to do for me. Um, I want you to comment where you're watching from, and I want you to tag 59 people. Maybe 59 is too much, right? Should we make it seven? Okay, let's make it in between 7 and 59. You add and then find the average. If you're not so good at math, just tag 20 people. And I want you to tell them we are live, we are live, we are live. And I also want you to tell us where you're watching from. Remember that I want this to be as interactive as possible, even as God's word comes into your homes. Now, I love to start with something funny, and I'm going to read you a joke. It's called a dad joke, meaning... Um, these are jokes that are cracked by fathers. So now I expect you to already start laughing even when I've not cracked it yet. Okay. And I expect you to laugh. Even the people in the studio with me, in case you hear, uh, all sorts of weird laughter, it's because I'm very funny. (laughs) (laughs) So the joke is as follows. Um, what do you call a prophet who's also a chef? What do you call a prophet who's also a chef? You call them Habakkuk. (laughs) 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 So today I want to teach on three realms of doctrine. I want to start by talking about three realms of doctrine. And as you know, we are in that year. Our focus is doctrine and life. And we're going to be very resolute about this focus. I did a teaching last year. It should have been the anniversary service where I started talking in more detail about doctrine. And I would advise that even as we're beginning this year, we go back to it. However, we can define doctrine as one's understanding of God and how this influences their day-to-day life choices. Amazing, eh? So my understanding of who God is, my understanding of what he said, my understanding of what he expects of me, my understanding of what I expect from him will actually have an influence on my day-to-day life choices. It means how I understand the principles of God will determine who I decide to get married to, 
would determine how I decide to raise my children, would determine uh, perhaps where I would prefer to work and where I wouldn't, would determine what kind of worker I would be, would determine uh, perhaps what kind of neighbor I am. And you can see that it's so simple. So your understanding of God, your understanding of his word, and how this influences your day-to-day -day life choices is actually your doctrine. So this is the part where you turn to your virtual neighbor and also the neighbor seated with you since I'm sure you're not watching alone and you ask, what is your doctrine? <laughs> now we're going to deal with three realms of doctrine. In 1 Timothy 4 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul says something very interesting to his spiritual son, Timothy. He says, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine continuing them for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you now as we go on with the realms of doctrine you understand especially the latter part of those who hear you but the first part is what i'm interested in it says you will save yourself and those who hear you so meaning your doctrine is actually important for your own salvation and it's something you have to pay attention to because in doing so you're saving yourself and others. Imagine that uh, you're the person who's responsible for um, preparation of food. Maybe since we're just coming from Christmas period, you're the one responsible for Christmas dinner. Now you're also going to participate in that dinner, right? And then you're being told to be careful how you cook the meal. Don't put, let's say, a poisonous substance or something that's not good for people's health. Because if you're careful with how you prepare the meal, its nutritional value and all those things, you're preparing a meal that will be enjoyed both by you and others who eat it. That's what we're talking about when we're dealing with doctrine and life. Now, the first realm of doctrine, therefore, is what we'll call foundational doctrine. This is sound doctrine that is needed for you to begin your journey and your walk with God. Now remember, Psalms 11 verse 3 says, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? I've come to realize something in my journey as a believer. That when foundations are not dealt with properly, even the most righteous people can look wicked because there are certain things they've not dealt with. For example, the foundation of love. We are literally told in the scriptures that even if, even if you can speak in tongues of men and angels, if you can give up your body to be burned, if you can move mountains, if you don't have love, then there'll be a challenge because your tongues will be like clanging symbols and your giving your body to be burned will be nothing. So there are many people who have lost trust in believers. They've lost trust in men and women of God. They've lost trust in the doctrines that we teach because they've looked at our lives and we're not living by the basic foundations that we ought to be living by. Now, forget the many people. Apart from them, the bigger picture is what about God? How does he see you? I mean, when you notice in the scriptures, the Lord Jesus saying, um, they will say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And you'll say, get away from me. You workers of iniquity, I did not know you. And yet they were prophesying genuine things. 
but there was something that they didn't do. They didn't allow the doctrine to actually influence their personal lives. And so if you don't learn to deal with foundations, a righteous person can look wicked. Now, I want to take us through Hebrews 5 verse 11 to 14. Hebrews 5 verse 11 to 14. And then we'll go into Hebrews 6, the earlier part. So the Bible says, Of whom we have much to say, and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. Now that's interesting. It shows you that in your spiritual walk, if you are not progressing, it's not like you even stay at the same level. Eventually, you also lose your ability to hear more things unless you work on it. You become stale. So it says in verse 12, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you still need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. That shows you that as time progresses, you are expected to progress. And it says by this time you ought to be teachers, meaning you are expected not just to be mature, but mature to the extent that you can influence those who are just starting out in their journey with your doctrine. Every believer must come to a place where we can say, look, I would like you to take brother Saul under your wing and sister Saul under your wing. And we are 100% sure that if they spent one month with you, if they spent two months with you, observing you and hearing from you, that there's a certain level they would reach. I would like to pose this question. If somebody got to be uh, your roommate, and in this case, I'm, I'm really suggesting that for a male, it's a male, and a female, it's a female, and they got to be your roommate for a month, what would they pick out from you? From what you say and what you don't say? From observation? From what you teach them? What would they pick out? What kind of believer would we expect them to be? Now, we continue with the verse. It says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Notice yet again it says the word of righteousness. Now that's yet again coming back to you first as a believer. Because righteousness is not just talking about right standing with God. Righteousness also refers to how God sees things, how God does things. So meaning you can come to a place where you get skilled in who God is. Imagine you ask, like, what are your skills? Even on your CV, you put, I'm skilled in righteousness. <laughs> Praise God. Now, verse 14 says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, um, I remember when my little daughter was born, one of the first things that we were given was a document that highlighted something called milestones. What they were saying is, um, at two months, expect this. At four months, expect this. At five months, expect this. And the warning is, if by that period, there are certain things you do not see, then you ought to go to the hospital and you ought to see the pediatrician. Why? Because... At a certain point of time, there are certain things that are expected. So you find at six months, suddenly you can, the child can have some solid food. When maybe they turn a year or something like that, the food can get a little more solid. Certain things that, they, that, that were dangerous to them at two months are not dangerous to them at two years. It should be the same with a believer. A time should come where you can't just, your whole life, 
Um, and, and, and I'm not saying this to ridicule the book. It's a very powerful book, very revelatory. As a matter of fact, many people don't understand it. But you can't just, your whole life, all you read is the chapters in Psalms that make you feel better about yourself. But then when we say, can we go and try and understand the symbolism in the book of Daniel and the symbolism in the book of Revelations? No, that's too mysterious. There are certain topics that should become normal for us as believers. I'll get to those things a bit later in the series. So here are some very foundational questions. What do you believe about God? What do you believe about his son, Jesus Christ? What do you believe about the Holy Spirit? What do you believe about the church and who we are what do you believe about the nation of israel what do you believe about yourself what do you believe about your purpose now as the year progresses all these are questions that will be taught we will take time to teach these things but for now those are questions i want to leave you with i want us to pay attention to second john chapter one and verse 9. 2 John chapter 1 and verse 9. The Bible says, Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Perhaps doctrine is more important than we thought. Haven't you ever heard people teaching, Hey, it's not about your doctrine. Hey, they, they, they. It's just about loving God. And the Bible says, he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. That means Jesus also came to earth with a particular doctrine that he taught. And you're expected to dwell in it. Not just hear about it. Not just drink it once, but to literally dwell in it. Look at verse 10. <laughs> verse 10 says, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him, not everyone. Verse 11, verse 11 says, For he who greets him shares, his evil shares in his evil deeds. Not everyone is supposed to be your mentor. You can't have just everyone being your pastor. That's why as believers grow, one of the things that shows maturity is when you know who God sent to guide you. Who are the people God has sent in your life? One of the things we see from Ephesians 4, when you go from verse 11 and you go the way down, we are told that when these people are properly, and I'll use um, a bigger term, pastored, they'll not follow every wind of doctrine. It's not every wind of doctrine that they'll follow. And so when you realize maturity is also knowing who God has given to you, and you can't just follow every trending pastor every trending word every trending message like you can't just follow anything that's trending by that i mean um sometimes in the talk of no let's be united as a body of christ people want to listen to just about everyone and yet the scriptures is saying that there are certain people who if they do not share certain foundational doctrines with you about who god is about who Jesus Christ is, don't even give them the time of day. Not everyone should be welcome to come share the word of God with you. And that's why you should also be careful to ensure that you surround yourself by people who teach the right things. And so for those of you who are in the city of the Lord Church, 
are very deliberate about this. And that's why if there's a meeting you want to go for, ask us. We know which meetings we can allow you for and which ones we don't. And we're very deliberate about that. Okay, <laughs> so let's continue. Um, 1 John chapter 4, verse 2 to 3. The Bible says, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Sometimes when we talk about doctrine, people only think about, um, people only think about uh, something religious. But there are many demonic doctrines that have been spread through different things. For example, there are some demonic doctrines that are spread through education. I've struggled to understand how a theory like evolution, which has not been proven scientifically, is taught as a fact in so many learning institutions. I've struggled to understand how that is the case. You can imagine that. So any doctrine that tries to suggest that Jesus is not the Son of God doesn't have the backing of the Spirit of God. Now, to grow in this doctrine, you need mentorship. You need to be guided. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. Jesus speaking says, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher. And a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, <laughs> how much more will they call those of this household? So that's what Jesus was speaking. Praise God. So which household are you from? <laughs> which one do you belong to? Somebody say glory. So it's very important, ladies and gentlemen, that to grow in doctrine, you also understand those who've been given to you to guide you and to grow you in it. And that's why in um, our lessons here at COL, you'll notice that we've got a progressive uh, kind of mentality in the sense that we have lessons that we teach people who've just gotten born again. We've got lessons that we teach people who've been born again for some time. All those things are very deliberate because it's our duty to do these things. When I was starting to pastor, the Lord gave me a scripture that till now, when I read it, it always gets me thinking. And you can find this in the book of Mark. And I'm just going to read it for you. It's Mark chapter 6 and verse 34. And the Bible says, And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. That's why God brought you to this church. That's why God ensured that you tuned into this broadcast today because he looked at you with compassion and knew that this sheep needed a shepherd. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why it's also important for you to have your personal Bible studies. It's important for you to have your personal fellowship with God because the doctrine that you read the doctrine that you live by will culminate into what sort of life and destiny you have here on earth and perhaps also in eternity. 
I pray you've been blessed by this word. And in the next series, in the next part of the series, actually, I will share on the second realm of doctrine. Comment in the chat and tell us what you've learned from this message. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.